Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. So when the word is being sown, my, my cousin contacted me from America. He's been struggling with, so I won't say his name. But he sent me a message. He said, Joey, I need your help. I want my sons, my daughters to be, to know God. What should I do? I said, take them to church. He said, but I always fall asleep at church. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, that didn't surprise me because the first thing the enemy wants to do is stop you from hearing the word. So whenever you open your Bible and you fall asleep, whenever you put on a sermon and you fall asleep or you get to church and immediately you fall asleep, that is the first sign of satanic victory because he is after you hearing the word because everything in our life comes down to our ability to hear and receive and reproduce the word of God. So if he could get you to sleep during your Bible reading, sleep during church, sleep during, he's already won. The second level is day sleeping. I remember, can I, I got to tell this story, it's so funny. Somebody, I won't say who, told me that while they were in church growing up, their father used to give them a list of options for lunch. Do you want to go to Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Hoburg Grill, you know? And then he would pass the survey to his wife. She would circle, pass to the son. She would, he would circle. And he'd pass the list around to the family during the pastor's sermon. And they would all make their vote for lunch. <laughs> amen? amen? While the pastor's preaching. So they're probably looking at the pastor like, amen, amen. Hoburg Grill, Hoburg Grill. Amen, pastor. So daydreaming is another way that the enemy can stop the word from being sown. I determined 20 years ago, when I'm in 20 years ago, 17, 18 years old, I determined when I'm at church, I'm going to sit on the edge of my seat and I'm going to pretend in my imagination the pastor's talking directly to me. I determined that 20 years ago, and I do that in church. I do that in workshops, in trainings. I'm the most love audience attender at any conference in the world. I go to bank training seminars, and I just do that because I feel like he has respect to the speaker, and I learned it in church. So I just sit at the end of my seat, and I look at them, and I listen to everything they're saying. That's just something I learned to do. But in church, that's essential. And you know that the person who's giving the speech, no matter how boring it is, they always feel like, oh, that guy's, that big guy's really listening to me. <laughs> well, I am. So I learned to discipline myself. Now, I'm a kid with ADD. I'm a kid that had all Fs in school because I have attention deficit disorder. But I learned in church, zone out everything, listen to the man of God like he's talking directly to me. When you do that, you will come away with rhema. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the first level of soil, the first category that Jesus speaks about wayside is when Satan comes to steal the word that is sown in their hearts. 
Some of you guys think that Satan has come to destroy you. Satan has come to attack you. Satan has come to, to, to discourage you, to break you down. He is not concerned about you. He's concerned about the word that you're getting. He's concerned that the word of God is going to get in your life and the word of God is going to produce because when the word of God produces, souls are going to get saved through you. Your destiny is going to be fulfilled. Blessings are going to come. You're going to bring the kingdom of God on earth. So he's not necessarily afraid of you. He's afraid of the word getting in you. Because the word of God can take the dumbest, smallest, poorest, weakest, feeble, sickest person alive and turn them into a mighty conqueror. Amen. Look at that man that has no arms and legs. You know that white guy with no arms and no legs? That guy is, he, he's like, I don't know what you, he's a, what do you call that? He's like a nub, just a nub. He's just like. Just no arms, no legs, just a flesh and bones and a brain and a heart. But he has one thing, soil. But he's a born-again believer, strong Christian man. What happened? That guy is nothing but a nub of flesh and blood. But he has faith in God, learned the word of God. And now he's rich, he's famous. He's influential. He goes to schools and colleges and conferences and governments, and he speaks and gives hopes and inspiration, and he doesn't have any arms and any legs. See, the Word of God is what makes you unstoppable. The Word of God is what makes you blessed. The Word of God is what gives you victory. You don't even have to have arms and legs. And you can be rich and influence nations. If you only let the word of God in you. So Satan comes immediately. Let me emphasize Satan. He doesn't say and a demon will come. He said that Satan is so afraid of a man or woman getting a hold of the word of God. That Satan will come immediately. <laughs> to take away the word that is sown in your incubator. Sown in the soil of your heart. Satan wants to take away the word of God's sown. Hearing a, a sermon one time on Sunday or hearing a podcast one time, you think that's going to change your life? No way. No way. It'll be like a good movie that had a good line that inspired you, but it's not going to be something that changes your life. You have to sow it and sow it, and sow it, and sow it. Amen? And it has to get in you. Then once it gets in you, you have to have roots. Say roots. Verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness, but have no root in themselves. These are the ameners. Amen, pastor. Then six months later, they're backslid. The ameners, hallelujah. They receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves, so they endure, say, for a time. For, it's everyone together, say with me, for a time. How long is your time? Three months, six months, two weeks, five years? How many people did you start off with in church that are not in church right now? 
When I got saved, I had like 20 friends. We were all serving God together. How many of them are in the ministry now? Only a couple. How many of them are even Christian now? Only a couple. I went to Bible college with a thousand classmates. How many of them are in ministry? Only a couple. How many of them are even in church serving God? You know, maybe 75%, maybe 25% totally backslidden. Or maybe 20% of ministry, 5% doing big things for God. Most people only endure for a time. How long is your time? How long is your time? Well, I'm not in that, I don't want to be in that category, amen. I want to be in the good ground category, so hopefully my time is indefinite, amen. But they endure for a time, but afterward, affliction or persecution comes. Why? For the word's sake. For the word's sake. Not because you're so great and mighty, so-called of God, and you're just God's chosen vessel. It's not about you. Immediately, persecution and affliction rises for the word's sake. Once again, what is Satan after? He's after the word from producing in your heart. He's after the word from growing root in your heart. I had a group, a friend named Jessica and Gracia. They came to church, answered the altar call, got saved, water baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. After church, we went for lunch to the Olive Garden, the Italian restaurant. And they're, they're just bright, shining, white, so happy. They're glowing. They're like, Joey, we're saved. We're born again. All the preaching you used to do to us, we never wanted to hear. We thought you were crazy. Now we know Jesus' life, that he's real. Praise God. I'm coming to foundation class next Sunday. Then, driving back home, she gets in a car accident. She's okay. Car is damaged. Who does she blame? Somebody told her, oh, that's the devil came to attack you. Because you went to church, Satan came to attack you. Well, that's true. Satan came with persecution for the word. She just got saved, just got filled with the Holy Ghost, just received the word, just changed her life, just repented of a lifestyle of sin. And immediately, while leaving the lunch, she's hit by a car. And guess what happens? Backslid now. Doesn't want to serve God, doesn't want to go to church. Doesn't come to church for a few more years. Immediately, Satan came to steal the word. Some of us, we leave church, we get a phone call. Oh, there's a problem. Oh, you know, the, the light's not working in your house. Oh, they can't pay your salary. Oh, they don't want you to work there anymore. Or, or, you, or husband and wife fight with each other on the, when they get home from church. <laughs> or someone says something to you on the elevator, leaving the church, immediately you're offended. And everything that you might have got from God is totally gone. You only endure for a time. But afterward, persecution and affliction arises for the word's sake. And they are offended. Offense, I'll use this hand. Offense is the number one tool to send people to hell, to cause people to backslide, to get people out of church, out of God, out of word, out of giving, get them away from God, 
get them away from the source that's giving them the word so that they will never produce and never become the threat that God wanted them to be to the enemy. Offense. Offense is the number one thing Christians have to watch out for. Well, that just offends me. Well, you better grow some thick skin quickly. Because if all the devil needs is a little bit of offense to take you out, you're going to lose quickly. Because in this life, Jesus said, you will have offenses. You, I, I feel like I sound like Reuben right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Reuben's anointed. He's praying for us right now. I feel his prayers coming from Zimbabwe. But in this life, you will have offenses. You'll be betrayed. You'll be lied to, cheated, mistreated. You will have opportunity for offense, plenty of it. And if that's all it takes to get you to, to, to let go of the word of God, then you're an easy target for the enemy. Amen? But we don't want to be an easy target for the enemy. We want to be everything that God's called us to be. We want to continue on the, the path of our purpose and our destiny. And that's going to require that we not only hear the word, but that we, and we hear it with gladness and we're attentive and we're sowing and we're meditating. But it's going to require that we determine not to be offended. I could be offended about someone's cologne, someone's perfume, by the way they looked at me. And it's just so easy to be offended by anything. A Facebook post, a Twitter message, come on, grow up. We're so easily offended. Someone makes a joke, someone makes a comment, someone just trying to, you know, oh, we're offended. What do they mean by that? Pastor Lee, when he was the pastor, he teased. We had a, we had a Filipino lady in our church singing worship. And he made a joke to her. And he said, he said, hey, sister, you know what? You better... Uh, you better find another ministry to serve him because you don't really sing that great. <laughs> Just teasing her. She got offended, left the church, took two or three people with her, all left the church because a little joke that Pastor Lee made. You guys don't know Pastor Lee. He's a little innocent Korean guy with glasses. He's, he's a nice little man. But it's so easy to get offended. And it's one of the primary things that Satan uses to get us detached from the word of God. He's not after you. He's after the word of God in you. He wants to keep you out of fellowship, out of church, out of growing, because with the word of God, you can do anything. You could be anybody. You could accomplish anything. With the word of God, you can change the earth. With the word of God, you can influence the highest of spears. With the word of God, you can get breakthrough in any area of your purpose and your calling and your destiny. With the word of God, you can raise your children righteous. With the word of God, you can deliver and save your husband and your loved ones and your family members. The word of God has everything in it that we need in our life to not only save our own souls, but to change the world. The word of God is indestructible, powerful, than a two-edged sword. 
dividing us under soul and spirit, bone and marrow. It's a discernment of the thoughts and the intents of the hearts where God sends the word. The Bible says it will produce. It will always produce. It will always bring forth fruit. You don't have to be beautiful. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be talented. You don't have to have good relationships. You don't have to have good connections. You don't have to have a PhD or a doctor or a master's. You can reach the highest levels of pay, the highest levels of influence, the highest level of the arts. You can accomplish anything with the word of God alone. But Satan is after the word. Let's commit today. We don't have time to get into the other parts, but let's commit today to let the word of God in our hearts as often as possible, daily, daily, in the word, throughout our week, Sundays, as often as possible, and to guard our hearts from offense, to walk in love. Like we said last week, love God and love people. Love and give grace to others. And by doing that, you'll give time for the word to produce. Next week, we'll talk about the next trap Satan has. And remember, every single person here, every one of us, including the children, we are all found in this granddad parable somewhere. Find out where you're at and adjust your life accordingly so you can be that one that brings forth much fruit. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Holy Spirit, I thank you for confirming your word today in their hearts, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. Confirm your word, Father God. Let it speak, divide, put up the walls that need to be put up, destroy the lies that need to be destroyed, adjust our life, direct us in the way that we need to go. We're already forgiven. Sin's no longer an issue. We have free access into everything that you have for us. All we need is the word of God to come into our lives to build up our faith and relationship with you, to produce, to bring forth fruit in our lives, that through our lives our loved ones can be saved, the strangers we meet can come to know and see God, that we can bear forth fruit and produce destiny fruit. We can produce destiny fruit, that we can produce destiny fruit in our lives, that we could begin to walk and bear the fruit on the path to the purpose and calling that we are created for in this earth, the glorious high calling that we would not just obtain to the low calling in life, but that we would obtain to the highest calling of life because your word is perfecting us. Your word is growing us. Your word is producing in us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, God, I pray that you protect our hearts from offense. I pray that you would ignite in us the desire to deposit the word in our hearts because some of us just coming out of the gate we lose because we don't understand the need to deposit the word of God in our hearts.
And others of us, we allow offense, attacks, accusations, gossip, things that come against us to offend us, to hurt us. God, we give the offenses to you. Any offenses we have had, we surrender them to you. We put them under the blood of Christ. And we ask you, God, that you would help us to guard our hearts from offense, to walk in love. That, Father God, in a heart full of love, there is no room for offense. There is no room for bitterness. There is no room for feeling better than anybody else, looking down upon anybody else. There is no room for that. But only one thing, the compelling presence of God in our heart to love each other. To love each other in our weaknesses, in our strengths, in our gifts, in our annoyances, that we would love one another as the family of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com. Or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. 
maybe help you find some local churches there online or something, or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God.